Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's up? I'm Steve Carney, Tampa Bay Rays Insider for Sports Radio 95.3 WDA and AM 620. You're checking out the Inside Pitch Podcast, a daily look at the Tampa Bay Rays and the news and the events that affect both the team and the rest of Major League Baseball. And if you're just getting here, come on. Season's over now. This is actually the season finale for 2020. But you can still subscribe and go back and take a look at everything that's gone on this year. We are on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and the iHeartRadio app. Uh, We've got everything on our social media feeds, so Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at InsidePitchPod. With all of that out of the way, Let's get our season finale on the road. This is the Inside Pitch Podcast. Hi, this is Kevin Cash. This is Tyler Glasnow. This is Joey Wendell of the Tampa Bay Rays, and you're listening to the Inside Pitch Podcast. Now your host, Steve Carney. The 2020 season is officially over after the Rays drop a 3-1 decision in Game 6 of the World Series to the Los Angeles Dodgers. And it's time to put the, se- the season that, well, maybe should have, shouldn't have been to bed. Uh, I think that we are extremely fortunate that we were able to get through uh, the 2020 campaign without a single COVID issue when it came to the Tampa Bay Rays. So you can think about it. You know, what would have happened if the Rays had been the Marlins? Or the Rays had been the St. Louis Cardinals and they had, you know, seven or eight or 12 or in the Marlins case, 18 people test positive for COVID-19 and had their season ground to a halt for the better part of a week or two. And then had to do all those double headers to make things up, to make up games, to try and get as close to 60 games as possible for this regular season. But the Rays did not have that problem. They were able to get through the the 2020 season without a COVID-19 issue on their team. And I think that that is a a testament to not just the players for doing their jobs, but the coaching staff, the training staff, the conditioning staff, everybody that allowed the Rays to go 40 and 20 here this year. And then... Yes, I know that we're going to talk a lot about the decision. And uh, this decision may go up there with the LeBron James decision to take his talents to South Beach as maybe one of the worst decisions that could have been made. With Blake Snell really on cruise control, two hits allowed, nine strikeouts, five and a third innings. And he was, uh, what was he, around 70 pitches or so when uh, Kevin Cash decided to hop out of the dugout as the uh, Dodgers order was coming around for a third time. And he made the decision that he wanted to go to the bullpen at that point with Austin Barnes on first place. I said on Twitter immediately afterwards that I hope Kevin Cash is ready to wear the Rays losing the World Series. And it turned out to be a 
um, an unbelievably short-sighted move in the short term. But this was the M.O. all year. I mean, how many times did a Rays starting pitcher see a lineup a third time around? Very, very infrequently. And Blake Snell never did. I mean, he had never gotten through more than five and two-thirds innings all season long. And so I, I kind of understood the uh, the reason why you don't let Blake face a lineup a third time. Uh, his numbers aren't quite as egregious as Charlie Morton third time through. I mean, Charlie Morton goes from a 130 to a 231 to a 385 third time through. I can understand why you wouldn't want to let Charlie Morton face uh, a lineup a third time through because the OPS goes over a thousand. Now, Blake's big jump comes between the first and the second time through. They go from uh, one something up to 305 with a 970 OPS, but then it stays there uh, for the third time through. And while I think that it is it is a very difficult uh, decision to make, especially because Mookie Betts has been so bad against left-handed pitching this year. I mean, he had 16 homers in the regular season. They all came off right-handed pitchers. And he was slugging, I think John Smoltz on the television broadcast said, he was slugging 218 against left-handed pitching in the postseason. And yet Cash goes and makes the decision to remove Snell and bring out Nick Anderson, who had allowed runs in six consecutive appearances in the postseason. And then, of course, he would allow uh, a run, an inherited run to score, and that would take Blake off the hook uh, or out of line for the win. And then when when Bet scores to make it 2-1, he ends up on the hook for the loss. Uh, so that made it seven consecutive postseason appearances that Anderson allowed a run to score in. And he said after the, after the, the game ended that, yeah, he was tired. He felt like he was out of... Um, he was out of gas. Uh, and when he was asked, you know, then why didn't you tell somebody? He goes, well, I, it's not that I was hurt. It's just that I was tired. I was fatigued. And, you know, you can't. And this is the postseason. It's everybody. you got to go all out. You have to you have to be ready to go unless you are injured. You have to you have to play. And so, you know, what? I give Nick Anderson all the credit in the world for being one of the most stand up guys that I've been around. Every time that he is screwed up, he is more than willing to go out there and take the blame and answer the questions. And he doesn't beat around the bush. And I think that that is that's a fantastic uh, that's a that's the sign of real character in the bullpen. And I think that that that's a good sign. I also liked what Blake said because Blake could have come out there and bitched and moaned and complained that Kevin cash took him out of the game. I can't believe the cash took me out. I was doing well. He could have been just like any of us, you know, talking about how, Ooh, this is a bat. This, this doesn't sit right. You know, we don't feel right. I mean, and even, even other professional athletes, Steven Stamkos said, I want, I would have left Snell in Pat Mahomes uh, mentioned uh, Blake Snell being taken out. Chipper Jones, uh, Noah Syndergaard, all these uh, professional athletes had to weigh in on Blake Snell being taken out. It made it to the point where Blake Snell's last name was the number one trending term in the United States. And right after that was Kevin Cash. Uh, he was number two uh, in the in trending in the United States in the uh, sixth inning 
of tonight's game. And I looked at everything that went on in that stretch. And yes, I, the, I, I know that the, the decision and people are like, well, see, there you go. The numbers never lie. And I'm like, yeah, the numbers, the numbers don't lie, but sometimes the decision that you make uh, based on the numbers goes sideways. It could have gone sideways the other way. People mentioned this on, on social media. And I was so glad that they did. You know, we talk about, there are always going to be managerial decisions that come back to bite you in the rear end. B leaving Bill Buckner out there in the ninth inning of game six of the 86 World Series when he was a defensive liability. And John McNamara had decided all year long that they would bring in Dave Stapleton in the late innings as a defensive replacement for Buckner. And McNamara made the decision to leave Buckner out there. And we all know what happened. Mookie Wilson, ball goes through Buckner's legs. Ray Knight scores the winning run. Series gets tied. Mets win the next night. Uh, Grady Little leaving Pedro Martinez in there in 2003 in the American League Championship Series against the Yankees and allowing to give up the tying run in Game 7 of the ALCS. And, uh, and then, of course, we all know Aaron Boone hit the go-ahead homer off of Tim Wakefield. Yankees go on to the World Series. They would lose to the, to the Florida Marlins. 2009, Terry Collins decides to leave Matt Harvey uh, on the mound in the ninth inning of a deciding game. And it comes back to blow up in his face. So it's not the first time that a manager has made the wrong decision. Some of those decisions have been made based on analytics. Some of them have been made on gut decisions. But it doesn't matter whether it was made by analytics or by gut decisions. Sometimes you make the wrong decision and sometimes you make the right decision and the decision goes sideways. So uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to call for Kevin Cash's head and anybody that is calling for Kevin Cash to be fired is out of their minds because Kevin Cash is the reason why this team is where it is. And I think that, you know, when you, as you look going forward uh, at this Rays team, this team deserves a, a, a lot of credit. And, you know, that a lot of things that were that went on this year was because Kevin Cash decided to do things by the numbers. And I was asked this today on um Extra 1360 in San Diego. I, I went on with their afternoon show, The Loose Cannon. Steve Hartman is my guy. Um, their producer, Ernie Martinez, is, an, is a friend of mine. Uh, I think that I think the world of that of that show and I think the world of that market, I think, you know, San Diego is a, if you if you have never been to San Diego, I went for the first time in the winter meetings last year. I highly recommend going. Um, but they asked me if I thought that, you know, if I thought that the Rays were just a flash in the pan because it was a 60 game season and, you know, with all the COVID things and everything that's going on, did I think that the Rays were set up for long-term success? My answer to that question is absolutely. This team is set up for long-term success. Uh, I think that when it comes to uh, how things are uh, set up for the seasons to come, 
You know, the Rays going into 2021 have exactly three uh, people who are going to be free agents next year. Mike Zanino, Charlie Morton, and Aaron Loop. And Morton, they have an option that they can pick up for next year. So technically, you only have two guys that are going to be free agents next year. And so most of, if not all of the... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Core is going to be back for 2021. You're going to have Snell, and you're going to have Glass now, and you're going to have... Uh, the the back of the uh, the back of the bullpen, you know, Anderson, Castillo, Fairbanks. Uh, I think that you're going to have, uh, and then of course guys like uh, a Rosarena, uh, which everybody, I mean, everybody loves a Rosarena right now. Of course, um, does uh, you know, I've had I've had people ask, and Dave Positano asked on Facebook, you know, you can't fire Cash, but does the team lose confidence in him? I will give the the players that came out to do the Zoom meetings after the game all the credit in the world, whether it was Snell, whether it was Ka- uh, Kiermaier, whether it was Anderson. Um, all of those guys came out and said the exact right things. They showed a boatload of class. You know, Snell came out and said, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I wanted to stay in. But it's his call, and Kevin Cash uh, has made all the right decisions this year to get them to 40 and 20. He made the right decisions in the ALCS. He made the right decisions in the ALDS. He made the right decisions in the wild card. He made the right decisions in game two and game four. Uh, so I, I think that that was the right thing uh, to say, and I thought it showed a ton of maturity on Blake Snell's part. Kevin Kiermeyer, while he said, you know, while he thought that Blake should have been able to stay in, he put the blame on himself and the rest of his position player teammates that are hitting because Blake Snell's not out there able to hit. And I think that, uh, you know, if they get him a couple of extra runs and you think about it, apart from the um, first inning, you know, they really didn't have a whole lot that went on uh, against the Dodgers. You know, the, the home run by a Rosarena, they had the, the single by Meadows uh, that followed that up. But after that, they really didn't have a whole heck of a lot. And then, uh, you know, they had Dylan Floro come in and strike out a Rosarena uh, in the second inning to end the second. And so at that point, you know, you knew that it was going to be a game of chicken. And we are um, and we are we're in that we're in that area where. You know, okay, you've got to get you've got to get more than just one run against this Dodgers team, especially because it's not Walker Bueller. You know, if you're facing Gonsolin and Floro and, you know, Victor Gonzalez and Alex Wood and even Gratterall, by the way, that Gratterall kid is going to be unbelievable. Um, I see a lot of people that, that are looking to dump 
Willie Adamas. I I don't think that's the case. Um, and and they, they're all talking about Wander, uh, bringing Wander up. Uh, I'll I'll tell you this about about Wander Franco. I really like Wander. I've seen him play a couple of times. Um, I saw him play uh, last year in well, when he was a member of the Charlotte Stone Crabs. I went over to Clearwater and watched a game uh, of his against the Threshers. Uh, and then uh, I saw him a couple of times during spring training this year. I, I drove over to West Palm Beach to watch him play the uh, the Washington Nationals in, in, in a spring training game. It was the only media mem- member that made it over there. Everybody else decided they didn't want to be there. Everybody else was like, you know what, screw it. Uh, but I went over there because I felt I had a duty to go out there and see Wander. I wanted to see what he looked like, uh, you know, how much the off season, uh, you know, how much he grew during the off season. And I'll tell you what, I really like Wander Franco. I really do. He's not anywhere close to being ready for big league pitching. Uh, you think about it. He has not seen any sort of competitive pitching since the end of the 2019 season. He's going to be uh, 20 years old at the beginning uh, of the year and I think that while he is going to be close to being ready after a full year at say the double a level next year and of course this is all contingent on minor league baseball coming back next year which we all think is going to happen um I think that um it is uh I, th- I think that it is way too early to start talking uh, about bringing Wander Franco up. Um, and then my buddy Craig uh, Kurtzman from Las Vegas. Shout out to Craig. Shout out to his parents, his his parents who are wonderful friends of mine, Dr. Fred and Nancy. And Craig is a good friend of mine. And his son Brady is a good friend of mine. Shout out to all of you. Um, is Yoshi back or do we cut bait? I don't think we're going to cut bait on Yoshi. I liked what I saw at the end of the regular season from Yoshi. And I wish that they had been able to use him a little more often in the postseason. Um, we have seen from Susugo some wonderful, I've seen some wonderful flashes from Yoshi. Uh, he is a much better defender than I gave him credit for. Uh, I thought, you know, he's probably going to DH a lot, but I really, I liked what I saw from him at third base. I liked what I saw from him in the outfield. Uh, I think that coming over, to uh the united states and the uh the difference in the quality of pitching that he has uh that he has seen this year it, it shows what he's going to have to work on this off season um they only have him for one more year so you know we'll see what they use for him this year uh, you know, what 2021 looks like. I think they're going to keep him around. I think that they will like to see, they want, they want to see what sort of improvements he can make during the off season. Now that he knows what he's looking for. Um, I looked at, you know, I look at that as being a big piece for next year. I would love to see Hunter Renfro, uh, take a step back to where he was at the beginning of 2019. Unfortunately, 
we saw from Hunter Renfro in 2020, the second half of 2019, which I didn't like. I liked the first half of 2019, but I think we got a good, uh, we got a good piece in Manuel Margot. Uh, I and then of course with a Rosarena and Kiermaier, and hopefully a healthy Meadows next year. Uh, I think we're going to be in really good shape in the outfield. I like the infield. You know, Choi is obviously going to is going to be back. Uh, you know, Brandon Lau, uh, Adamas, uh, Joey Wendell at third base with Yandi and uh, Mike Brasso. Uh, I like that group. And then you can always add Yoshi in there as well. Uh, the catcher, the catching situation, and David Caltu is asking about the catcher. Um, with Zanino being a free agent, there is a guy that you have not seen this year. Uh, his name is Ronaldo Hernandez. Uh, he was going to spend, he would have spent 2020, I believe in double a slash triple a. And I think he would have had an opportunity to, to get, uh, some seasoning, uh, this year to be ready to take over, um, as the catcher of the future. Uh, he's really, really good. Uh, I'd be, I'm very, very impressed with him. Uh, of course, Mikey Perez will be back next year. Uh, I, you know, they may look at trying to bring Zanino back on a one-year deal, but you know, who knows if, if Zanino is willing to take a one-year deal. Um, I, I would think that Zanino would be willing, especially because, you know, it's Florida, he's close to his family, uh, you know, it's going to be the closest he gets to his family, uh, you know, unless he goes to the Marlins. And I don't think anybody really wants to go to the Marlins. So I think that you're looking at um, Mikey Perez and probably someone else platooning until they determine that Ronaldo Hernandez uh, is ready. Uh, the starting pitching staff, again, with no Yanni Chirinos next year because of his Tommy John surgery, uh, you're going to get Brendan McKay back. Next year, uh, after he missed almost all of this year with shoulder issues and shoulder surgery, uh, I think that that is uh, that's probably going to end up being your your fifth starter. So you end up with Snell, Glass, now Morton uh, on his final year option, and then um, Yarborough and McKay. So you would end up with three lefties and two righties in that case. So you probably will see, um, I would think you probably would have Blake start uh, opening day next year. Um, poor Leslie uh, really wants Kevin Cash fired. Uh, it's not going to happen. So don't worry about it. Chris wants to give Zanino a six pack for the whole season, which I think is hilarious. Um, I would think that, you know, you know you've got your starting uh, you've got your starting uh, rotation in in re in really good shape, and you know, th is there is there a possibility that Morton retires? Yes. Uh, Frank Grabars, uh, the third, uh, asks if the, what the likelihood that Morton retires. There is a likelihood that he retires. I don't think he will. Uh, I think what happened this year is probably going to provide motivation for Charlie to come back and give it one more go. He's going to be 37. Um, and so this would be his final year. He has already said that he plans on retiring uh, after this season ends. And so that's your starting rotation. Uh, and then the back of your bullpen, Anderson, Castillo, 
Fairbanks, Curtis, Thompson, Alvarado. I mean, you've got a ton of arms that are um that are that are in the that are in the the organization and plenty more in uh uh in the minors. Um Neil's uh Craig is asking because Neil references that there are better contact guys in the minors. Yes. Uh the number one better contact guy his name is Wander Franco. Uh I think that um you're going to uh you're going to see that when he gets uh enough reps in the minors and they deem him ready to face major league pitching because that's going to be the heart that's going to be the big the big difficult piece um i'm i'm looking at some of these uh I get I'm I'm looking at some of these uh Hello, it is Ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. These comments as they as they scroll past. And I can't believe that you guys are staying up uh, this late to hang out with me. This really makes me happy uh, after a uh, after what was a difficult finish to the season. Um, do I think a Rosarena will turn into a star or is or, or is it just lightning in a bottle? Rosarena is a star. You know, it, it's not will he turn into a star. A Rosarena is a star. You don't hit 10 home runs in a postseason. You don't break the record for most home runs in a season or in a postseason, most hits in a postseason, most total bases in a postseason and not become a star and, and act the way that he does with that million dollar smile. He is a star already. Um, if Morton retires, that'll free up money to go after a big, uh, big free agent. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I I think that uh, that could be very, very um, unlikely. Um, you know, it's weird because the free agency, uh, the free agency uh, market this year is going to be really strange. Um, Evan Drellich of the Athletic. Um, who is a longtime baseball reporter? He used to be with the Reds. He used to cover the Red Sox. He used to cover the Houston Astros. He now does national baseball stories for the Athletic. Uh, put up a story yesterday that baseball lost three point one billion dollars on the twenty twenty season. Three point one billion dollars on a on a business that normally makes seven billion dollars. So they were about they were under 50% revenue this year. And that includes the $778 million that the league got from the television mark, uh, from the television uh, providers, Fox and Turner for doing a postseason. The postseason gave them another $800 million, but they lost over three and a half billion dollars on the 2020 season because of the pandemic. And, that uh that i think is going to um that i think is going to be a a, a difficult road for uh for a lot of it 
And so I think that that is going to be a very strange. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a strange go, uh, in this off season. Uh, the free agency market is going to be very very depressed. Um, I think that uh, it's gonna be weird because you know they have the whole qualifying offer thing, and I think that any I think any free agent that gets a qualifying offer is going to take it. And so, um, it could be, it could be a very, very interesting, uh, off season. As I go back through, uh, some of these, uh, some of these, uh, some of these, uh, comments here, uh, Grant Cobb, we need to sign, uh, a Rosarena long-term, uh, well, here's the good news. The Rays have Randy Rosarena for the next five years already. So they don't really need to sign him long-term. Here's the thing about these long-term uh, team-friendly deals that you've seen some of the guys get. Longoria, Archer, Lau, Snell. Um, if you notice, most of, those got, most of those guys, when they signed their long-term deals, were under 25 years old. Um, Rosarena is going to be 26 uh, he might be a little too old for uh, the Rays to try and buy out a year of free agency for, from him. So I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but I do think he is a little beyond the uh, the age range of where they are uh, looking uh, to have uh, to to get a uh, a long term uh, deal. Any rumor on the team staying? In Tampa after 2026, I know it's early. I don't think you're going to hear anything stadium-wise until after the pandemic starts to go away. Um, I think I think that would be a um, unwise move by Stu Sternberg. I think it would be unwise by the politicians here in the Tampa Bay area to mention anything stadium-wise until after they have dealt with the pandemic. Uh, Eric Sittler asks about a salary cap in Major League Baseball. I like the idea of a salary cap. There is one small problem, and by a small problem, I mean a huge problem that comes with a salary cap. The reason why Major League Baseball doesn't have a salary cap is in order to have a salary cap, you have to have uh, your television money pooled. So everybody would have, you know, the NFL and the NBA have salary and the NHL have salary caps because their television money is uh, is pooled league wide and it is distributed evenly to all the teams in the league. The Major League Baseball doesn't do that because baseball has a bunch of teams that own their own cable cable companies. And so they are able to. Um, have some of these ridiculous, you know, uh, numbers come in. You know, they get a boatload of revenue from owning the cable company. It's the one thing that, you know, Stu Sternberg probably wishes he owned Fox Sports Sun because that way he would be able to, to reap the benefits of having his own cable company. But if the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Cubs and the Texas Rangers and the Los Angeles Dodgers all said, you know what? We'll pool our local television money. I would think you would get a salary cap like that. Just like that. So 
um they have they own their they own the, the the cable uh the cable providers the 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 channels you know the red sox own nesson the yankees own yes the cubs own marquee uh so you know the orioles own masson uh the blue jays are owned by rogers sportsnet so they they have there's no way that uh, you know you're going to be able to get all of that pooled if you could get all of that pooled you would get a salary cap because the numbers would be even throughout and you know Stu Sternberg would be getting some of that that sweet yankee money and or I should say some more of that sweet yankee money you know some of that some of that sweet red sox television money some of that sweet marquee sports network in chicago they would love that but until you have that um you're not you're not going to sit you're not going to see that um let's see here uh, what is Homer Arena's contract with the Rays? Uh, he is under team control for the next two years before arbitration. He has two years before arbitration, and then he has three years of arbitration after that. So five more years the Rays have control uh, of him. Uh, do I think fans will return to the trot? Yes, uh, that will happen. Um, I think the question becomes, will... Uh, there be a full um will there be a full trop next year uh even if, i i shouldn't say will there be a full trop is will there be a cap of uh capacity um doled out by the local government you know will the the governor of florida ron DeSantis, or will uh the mayor of st petersburg rick kreisman um you know, will they allow for a full capacity Tropicana field? You know, I would think that right now, as things stand, because there's going to be another wave of COVID-19, and I hate saying that, um, there's probably going to be a cap on the capacity in at, at Tropicana Field. And the question becomes, will Stuart Sternberg and the Rays decide to reopen the upper deck in order to sell more tickets for next year, because right now, as things get going, uh, you know, only the uh, lower bowl is going to be open. Uh, you know, it, it, that's how it was in twenty uh, in twenty nineteen for the regular season. And if we do fifty percent capacity on the lower bowl, you're looking at somewhere between twelve and thirteen thousand people would be just like a normal race game. Some, some people would say, um, but if you are able to open the upper deck and now you can get say 34,000 people in there, you're going to end up with, you know, 17 or 18,000 people. And I think that may, it may motivate the race to reopen the upper deck. And I hope that, I hope that is the case. Cause I know that there are a lot of people that loved sitting in the upper deck. Uh, at that time. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, there. Do I think Wander Franco will make the opening day roster for my buddy Steve Higgins? No, uh, that won't happen. Uh, I think he will start next year in double A. Would not surprise me if he gets a cup of coffee at the end of the year. Um, let's see here. Uh, I'm trying to see. I've gotten so many. I'm just I'm just strolling through. Scrolling through all of these, uh, uh, all of these uh, comments here, 
uh, on Facebook. You guys are awesome. I, I cannot, uh, I cannot thank you all enough, uh, for this. All right. Jimmy Spinelli has the, uh, has the, the question that, uh, I guess, um, if you're watching on Facebook live, um, I said on the Facebook live that I did have an announcement, uh, for this show. When do you get cranked back up for the spring? Are you attending the winter meetings if they are done? Um, if the winter meetings do take place in person, they're supposed to be in Nashville this year. I will not be going. Um, I went last year and I, I'll, I'll peel the curtain back a little bit. Um, our sister station in San Diego, extra 1360 was going to be at the winter meetings. They had a, they had bought, um, you have to pay for a spot, uh, to broadcast from. And so they had bought a spot and there was going to be an opening because not all of their shows were going to be broadcasting from the winter meetings. Their morning show, Costa and Richards was going to be there. Uh, their afternoon drive show, the loose cannons was going to be there. And I want to say one of their midday shows was going to be there, but their mid morning show was not going to be there. Uh, the show that go that their 9am to noon show was going to be broadcasting from somewhere else. And so they were going to have an open spot for three hours. And I, uh, and my boss convinced the powers that be to let me go to San Diego, um, because it was just going to cost me a hotel room and, and a flight. So it, it really was, uh, rather inexpensive. Uh, but we don't have a, uh, sister station in nashville so i'm going to be going uh this year to your meetings as for the spring all right now to uh now to the question and to the announcement as of right now and things are always subject to change this is going to be the last inside pitch podcast that i do um it has been a wonderful time that I've had the last two years doing this. Um, but I have struggled in uh, trying to get sponsorship for this show. And I'm, I'm not going to get into the details uh, of why that is, but let's just, let's just say that I've, you know, I haven't been able to, to get anybody to sponsor the show. Uh, you know, I haven't been able to get a title, a title sponsor for the show. And so, um, it is, it is, and, and with everything that's gone on with the pandemic, um, I've had to take on some extra responsibilities. Um, and I don't know when those responsibilities are going to end or if they are going to end. Um, and that being said, I don't know what my role with the Rays is going to be next year. Um, I don't know if I'm going to spring training at this moment. Um, we don't know if this pandemic is going to prevent uh, any sort of access to the players next year. You know, I don't think, you know, part of the reason why I didn't go to the World Series this year is that we came to the understanding that there was not going to be any access. You know, I'm not in, I'm not in the bubble. Um, and so it would have been going to Texas and doing zoom calls. 
And so we came to the decision that I could do those here in my house with my sweet new LED lights uh, that that are able that I'm able to you know show my face. Um, so uh, I didn't go to the World Series. Um, yeah, I obviously didn't go to the ALCS or the uh, uh, ALDS in San Diego. Um, and you know, I don't know if I'm going to go to spring training next year. You know, if my responsibilities stay the way they are right now, I have every belief that that they would not send me to spring training, especially if there is no access. Um, and so, um, as of right now, and like I said, this could all change. Um, you know, the, that's the one thing about, about this business is that, um, you know, just when you think you have all the answers, they change the questions. And so, you know, things could, things could be totally different at the beginning of 2021. You know, the pandemic could go away. There could be vaccines. We could have access. I could have a sponsor. And if that's the case, you know, if I can get if 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 there is someone that will be a sponsor for the Inside Pitch podcast, I will be more than happy to do it. Um, and so um, if that is the case, then um, I will be I will be back in February. Um, if it's not, then um, I'm not sure. So, um, I can't believe that this is it. I can't believe the 2020 season's over. And so I am, I'm so happy that you all could hang out with me this year. Um, you know, these, these Facebook lives have been a boatload of fun and, um, yeah, um, it's been fun. Uh, but yeah, I, I've had so much fun uh, doing the show. And, you know, I wish we were talking about uh, a Rays World Series win. I had told my boss that if they had won tonight and they won game seven, that I was going to go all night on the radio. I, I said, I don't care. Um, I was going I was going to go from whenever Neil Solon's got done with the with the Rays post game show until Ronnie and T Kraz came in at six o'clock in the morning to do their show or when they went on the air at six, I would have gone off the air at six and, and just let go all night. But unfortunately that's not the case. Um, unfortunately we are uh, done for 2020 stinks, but I'll still be around. Uh, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, you'll still, you can still catch me right now on the Pat and Aaron show. Um, I will be there at noon uh, today. I found that out uh, about 20 minutes ago uh, while we were in the middle of doing this uh, Facebook Live uh, and podcast taping uh, that I will be on the Pat and Aaron show tomorrow morning or tomorrow it's starting at noon. So uh, that being said, um, I want to say thank you uh, to a lot of people. Um, I want to thank. Uh, I want to thank. Uh, well, first off, I got to thank the Rays. Um, you know, this was a strange year for everybody, not just for us uh, and not just for the fans. And I wish you guys could have been at Tropicana Field this year. But I really do want to thank 
uh, the Rays communication staff because they did a tremendous job this year, um, you know, adapting on the fly and being able to do this, um, you know, and providing as much access through Zoom as they could. I mean, you know, they didn't have to go and get, you know, three or four guys every single night uh, to, to come to the Zoom room after every game to talk to us. And so I know that they are, they have not been thanked nearly enough. Um, I sent Ryan Sheets, who is the uh, Rays communications director. He's the number two guy, Dave Haller, the senior, uh, the senior VP of communications uh, also uh, a text thanking them because I don't think they got thanked enough this year. And so I wanted to do it uh, here publicly to Dave Haller, to Ryan Sheets, to Craig Vanderkam, to um, Carly Fisher, to uh, Alex Crea, uh, to uh, the translators, uh, TK Sutomo Kamiya, who was Yoshi's translator, to Steve Nam, who was G-Man Choi's uh, translator, and to uh, Manny Navarro, who is just the coolest dude on the planet. He is the uh, Spanish translator. He does. He throws BP. He is just a uh, jack of all trades and, and one of my favorite people to be around. So thank you to all of them. Um, uh, you know, of course, I, I want to thank the Rays broadcast, uh, you know, the uh, broadcasting department from Larry McCabe, their senior VP of broadcasting, to Chris Miller, the director uh, of broadcasting uh, and who's been my friend now for 10 years. And, uh, you know, to Neil Solons and to Dave and Andy, um, you know, for doing an incredible job uh, this year, trying to uh, put together what has been a weird year. Uh, but it's it's over uh, and I can't thank them enough for being awesome um, to the fans, to everybody that reached out, everybody that listened to the Inside Pitch podcast, to everybody that that hit me up on Twitter and troll or not. Uh you know, it's been it's been so much fun uh, this year being able to kind of take you inside and kind of show you what it's like when nobody is there. Um, and uh, and of course, to my boss, uh, my program director, John Mamola, uh, to um, the sales staff that did an incredible job on the Inside Pitch radio show uh, to Doug Wechter uh, for hanging out with me for you know, 60 plus games this year. Uh, you know, I'm sure he, he is sick as hell of me, but uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully he enjoyed it enough that maybe he'll come back for the inside pitch next year. Um, to all my producers, uh, to Tom Ponzo, to Derek Dubose, to Jason Barringer, uh, fantastic jobs done by all of them. And, and again, I want to thank all of you because without you, you know, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> uh seriously i i mean you're the reason why we do this and so uh, i hope you enjoyed yourself i i hope you're not too angry at kevin cash just remember this was an amazing ride and there are 28 other teams that would have killed to have been in the raised spot and so hopefully uh they'll be back next year um doing this all over again and one final one final question do i think any coaches will be leaving uh angelo pizzino uh, yes, uh, Matt Kuchara will be a manager next year. I will tell you that right now. Uh, but that will do it for the final Inside Pitch podcast, well, of, of season two. And we'll see if there's a season three uh, coming up. Uh, again, the Inside Pitch podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, 
Google Play, and the iHeartRadio app. Uh, if you're if you're listening to it through iTunes, uh, please leave me a rating and review. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Steve Carney. That's my personal Twitter. You can hit me up on uh, the uh, station Twitter at nine five three WDAE, and I will keep the Inside Pitch Podcast Twitter open uh, at Inside Pitch Pod. So um, until February, hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, you can catch me on the Pat and Aaron Show. Uh, you know, for the time being, noon to three, uh, I'll be hanging out with the guys, uh, the goons, and uh, trying to keep them in line. Because I got to tell you something, uh, it's been a couple of weeks that they've that they've uh, they've been had the the substitute teacher. They need an adult voice in the room, <laughs> so they got to get Buccaneer John off the damn air. <laughs> so uh, you know, until February here. For the Rays, uh, I'm Steve Carney. I will catch you uh, down the road. Fan Fest, maybe? Yeah, maybe. We'll, we'll see. Uh, I would assume there's going to be Fan Fest in February, so we'll uh, we'll that that'll come out probably sometime in January. Again, thank you so much for a fantastic 2020, a, a, a ride that I don't think any of us will ever forget. And uh, I will see you down the road. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.